I watched it this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. 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 And you stayed awake this time, right? Nope. You didn't. Oh, my God. Are you fucking serious? I'm serious. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I watched this movie three times. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Pot of the Dead. <laughs> I'm your host, Nicholas, and with me, as always, are the beautiful ladies, Stephanie and Natasha. Hi, guys. Uh, hi. <laughs> so you fucking fell asleep to this movie three times. I d- yes. I actually, for the first time, Drew had watched it, and I woke up in the middle of him watching it after I had already fallen asleep. And then I watched it for homework last week, fell asleep. So I knew I needed to finish it and rewatch it. So I did that today, fell asleep, <laughs> woke back up, rewound it, finished it. All so right. That's what, four? four oh years? my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> four I don't, I, for I don't, time through. I don't know if that hits well for this movie if you fall asleep four times. <laughs> that, that does not bode well for no. what, what you're going to no. give this movie, I feel. No, I don't think so either. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so any anyway, um, the, the the movie that we watched for uh, this week is The Night House. Uh, came out in 2020, uh, directed by uh, David Bruckner. Uh, what what are your girls' history with this film <laughs> prior to That's watching still it? Mine. <laughs> the well, funny thing is, one of the taglines is like "Don't watch before bed," and it was like it lulled me to sleep multiple times. <laughs> It is a very quiet movie. I guess it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We had actually talked about wanting to see this movie. We had saw a preview or like a brief clip of something a couple years ago for this movie. And I was like, that looks kind of cool. And the, the actual preview doesn't share a whole lot, but it just looks neat enough. And I was like, I, that's actually a horror movie. I would probably be down to watch. So he, Nick added it to this. So I was like, I'll, I'll watch it. And, um, I, it was it was definitely different than I expected. That's for sure. So, yeah, I I came across this movie specifically through the podcast and stuff, and that I listened to. They like kind of mentioned it, and it was getting some like some buzz and all this stuff. And I knew that I knew the name David uh, Buckner previously, but I couldn't place it until I started doing research here. And I was like, oh, I've seen actually a decent amount of his stuff. So he's responsible for the movie called the ritual that came out in 2017 that sounds he, familiar uh he did uh the new hellraiser that they put out on hulu is um, that the one you watched last year mm-hmm. yep. okay yeah yep. okay um he did a segment on the original vhs uh anthology series back in 2012 he came back and did another one for the new one that came out this year vhs uh 85 which is the only one i haven't seen yet and then he also did an episode or two on the creep show television series mm-hmm. that they did on shutter so i've seen a lot of his stuff but like the name wasn't just like a big name to me mm-hmm. until yeah. like this and i was just like that name sounds fucking familiar so i started looking back and i was like gotcha okay i have seen this guy he's just it's one of those kind of directors that it's not like uh super big visual like cues that you're like oh i i know this i I, this feels similar because if you would have told me that the ritual hellraiser and the night house are all directed by the same guy i i wouldn't have believed you because they're all pretty different in my opinion 
I don't, I mean, the Hellraiser stuff, yes, but like at the same time, you can kind of feel the influence a little bit if you know that after watching this, if, don't you think? If you've seen the new Hellraiser, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not like the but like the original. Okay. Yeah, I could see it. I could see the, yeah, the similarities there, but the new one is like pretty out there. It's different. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Oh, I haven't seen, like, I've only seen clips of Hellraiser. I've never watched any movie in its full. Yeah, movie, same so. here. That's oh, that's cool. the one with Pinhead, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I guess we're That's all have... I know about it. I'm, I'm hearing, hold on. I'm hearing. I think we just got that added to the list. I, I think so, too. <laughs> no, I was, I was having some, some, some issues. I don't want to say issues, but I was having some, what do I put in? Like, there's like one pocketed spot for December that I wasn't sure. And uh, I think we're going to watch Hellraiser in December. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, why not? Okay. Considering okay. everything else, considering everything else that we're gonna watch, we'll we'll mix a, a legit classic in there. Maybe we'll see. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I want to like. I know it's a love story. I knew that, and then like I knew that um, there's some. It's definitely interdimensional, and I knew a lot of that because you just told me a lot about it. But I haven't actually actively watched any significant amount of those yeah. movies. So. Yeah, it's 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 pretty dope. I I'm not sure how you girls will take it or whatever because it's an 80s horror film right. <laughs> yeah, those don't those both depending on what they are so some of them are funny if they're funny i think they hit a little bit better but this if they're funny. i know they're yeah, not, this it's seem not like it would be no it's not so if it's gonna hit like serious um as long as it's better than the exorcist i think oh, easily easily better than the exorcist it's actually like the way that i We'll just make this real quick because we got to talk about the night house. But uh, <laughs> Hellraiser's like weirdly sleazy. Like it's like it because it's about kind of it's like about, a, it's about sex, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like oh, okay. into, into sex yeah. and stuff like that and uh, yeah. an affair and all this stuff. And it's just got like okay. this like sleaziness to it and like okay. Vaseline over the lens just has like this like mood to it. So okay. Huh. I mean, I'm down to watch it for the most part. The only ones I'm not looking forward to watching, if you're going to make us do this, because I'm not a fan, is like the Freddy Krueger stuff. That is just not my yeah. jam. Oh, it's not my God thing. Damn God damn it. I mean, I've seen Freddy versus Jason. That movie was just kind of ridiculous because of what it was. But like, I would much rather watch like Friday the 13th. Uh, or is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. And Jason. Jason movies. Yeah. Those versus the Freddy movies. I don't know what it is about him that it's just well, not my jam. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their their slasher icon that they gravitate towards. I mean, like you girls are more about Go uh, ghost face. Ghost face. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. I don't know who mine is, to be honest. Uh, I kind of bounce in between. Anyway, let's go back to the night house. So, okay. um, the night house, uh, it's, it's not a, a slasher movie. So it's guys, not we're not, we're not talking about that it, kind of stuff. Unless this don't movie, know. like it, it's, it's, it's horror adjacent. Like this is no. like, I think that this is like just a straight up, like ghost story thriller yeah. kind of movie. Like it doesn't, there's, I hardly see a thriller in it. It's more, I thought it more like a love story, like a drama. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But but the, the thriller aspect of the mystery and all that stuff without yeah. giving anything away. And I, I'm trying to think, I think it, all it, the violence is implied except for one scene. Right. Um, kind of. Mm -hmm. 
it's a hor- I would say is is horror mystery a genre? Like I don't know if that is be. because that's what it feels like. It feels like uh, it like what Tasha was saying. She's fallen asleep in this movie like a, like four times. Um, a it it is a slow it is a slow paced movie. But I did not find myself bored in any capacity when we watched this. I was riveted through the whole thing, and not in a sense like on the edge of my seat, but just like curious to see how it was going to unfold because it is so different, and I had no idea going in what we were going to be watching essentially. Yeah. And the funny thing is, so was I. Like, I wanted to know what was going to happen, but I think it was the pacing, the scoring was really quiet. A lot of those things just drifted me off. But, like, and that's why I kept going back. Even if we didn't have to watch it, I still think I would go back to finish it just to see how it played out. Yeah, it yeah. definitely. Because I had a lot of questions going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reason I like this movie is because of where it ended up going because like we were going through the movie and I just kept like looking at stuff. I was like, this is what I think is going to happen. But if they go this other route, I'm going to fucking hate this movie. Like, But he it, was right. He was completely right about what was going to happen. So like, he was like, this is what's going to happen. And then that is what happened. And I am for the first time in like forever was like, I have no fucking clue. And I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe this. And he was like, no, I think this. And I'm like, that's, that's true. That's smart. So and, like it, it, it hit well. It wasn't, and it wasn't like a, I know that this is going to happen. I was like, they're setting it up to be this. And if they do the, like what I think they're doing, that's fucking cool. Cause that's in my, like, that's on my side of the court. Like that's where I'm about. But like, I was like, but if it's just going to be your random slasher, like kind of thing, I'm just going to be like, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they didn't play it like they did, I think it would have not hit like it, the ending wouldn't have hit like it did. And so it wouldn't have ended well, but I did. I mean, I, Obviously, we already know this. Like, I liked the movie. I also liked it was an hour and 46 minutes. It was rated R. So, like, it it wasn't one of those movies that kind of had to pull back. It I feel like it did what it wanted to do, and it wasn't lacking in that. Um, it is a slower-paced movie, though. That is for sure. But it's definitely one of those ones you have to pay attention to every little thing. Because mm-hmm. but it, I think it does a really good job, though, at kind of pausing at the places that you should pay attention um, because you have to notice them like yeah. figures or little bits or little pieces here. And I liked that a lot about this movie. I don't think that it overdid it either when it came to like foreshadowing stuff. Like there's like certain things that like they like lean on a little bit, but it wasn't like, we're going to yeah, show think you they something foreshadowed really that much at all. They, they yeah. did. And when we get past the spoiler warning, I'll kind of point some stuff out, but like, they would show something, but then like the next scene, they wouldn't then just use it. Like it would be like oh, halfway, yeah. halfway through the movie maybe. And you'd be like, Oh fuck, I forgot about that thing. And that's a proper use. <laughs> yeah. It's not leading you right into the next Correct. scene. Yeah. Okay. But you were talking about the scoring Tasha, uh, how it was scored and everything. Um, I don't know who exactly scored it, but there is a very specific song that is used in this movie repeatedly. over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. I, I really like it. So I ended up yeah, looking it up. It's by uh, a couple, Richard and Linda Thompson. It came out in like the late seventies and the song is called the cavalry cross. Um, when I initially started it, it does not sound the same because it's like after 30 seconds or so into the song, it kicks into where you hear it in the movie multiple okay. times. And like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then it hit it. And I was like, oh yeah, this is that fucking song. Cool. <laughs> so Ben Lovett scored the movie. Okay. Ben Lovett. Right on. I don't remember much of the score, to be honest. Like it just kind of, it was your, to me, your run of the mill. Like the sound design in it was good. Like when it mm-hmm. wanted to be quiet, it was quiet. When it wanted to be tense, it was tense. Um, 
I think this movie, it just hits quiet most of the time. Right. Like it's one quiet, of those movies. Slow. Yeah. It's like very quiet. And then I noticed, cause I put this in my notes throughout it. When it's going to be loud, it is intentionally loud and almost in a, like trying to give you that jump scare almost feel. And, and not like, not the score itself isn't doing that. It's the sounds that it's bringing out. So it's not like that, yeah. like slasher sound you would hear or something like that. It's like very much like, uh, wind chimes being abrasive or a banging of a door or things like that. So like, or a gunshot, you're going to get those. That's going to break up the quietness of the movie because uh, we, I, I feel like we've watched a quite a few movies that have like this theme behind it where it's very quiet. Like uh, the witch was like that. And then that uh, hush was like Stranger. that. Strangers is like that. Yeah. It, we've watched a like, lot of those. It basically like forces you to lean in almost mm -hmm. like you know like some stuff's going on and it kind of like gets its hooks into you and then it like settles down and you're like all right wait what's going on and it like lulls you into this comfort to then kind of be like and here's a here's something happening now I'm like here's something and you're just like oh shit okay right on let's you know let, let's keep going down this rabbit hole or whatever so and i would much rather prefer a movie do it that way where it's like natural sounds or like environmental sounds versus like a song or a like whatever like a melody yeah. to get you into that because then like i feel like it's more immersive than like yeah. waiting for the song to kick in and then like oh i know something's I, gonna come you yeah, know I, I, absolutely, I absolutely hate that when like the music starts to swell before something and then right. and, and they do it the same way every time they didn't do it this movie but mm -mm. they it'll like swell and then it's a false and then it's a swell and it's false and then on the third time swell ah, there's a guy behind the door and it's just like yeah by that you're already bored with it yeah, yeah that doesn't do it for me you gotta yeah. be better with your spooks than that man okay so where are we at on this uh with our budget did we look that up yeah um i'm blown away by this and i had to dig and dig and dig what do you girls think the budget for this movie was um, when did it come out 2020 yeah. Ooh. Ugh, and I, I'm and I so had, bad with money. I, I, don't yeah. I, did, I didn't believe this when I saw it. I had to find it on multiple sources and multiple articles. It wasn't just like readily available on IMDb or anything like that. Okay. So you had not, to because it was higher than you expected or lower than you expected? Lower. Um, oh, so okay. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent percent sure of the validity of this, but yeah. So. Okay. $10 so million. $10 million. I'm going to go, if you're saying it's lower than what it was and we just watched a movie that was like less than a hundred thousand dollars, I about fell on the floor for that one. Um, I'm going to say 250,000. Okay. So the void was like $82,000. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is that we yeah. know of. Yeah. yeah. I, and this might be playing in the same ball field because everything I found says $50,000. What? I don't understand. What? Everything I saw. That's not, not possible. There's not, you, not with that much camera work. I am looking at it right now. Budget huh. USD five zero uh comma zero zero zero. Did the actors get paid? Like that I have I have no fucking yeah. clue. Everywhere wow. I looked, that's what it said. Fifty thousand. Did somebody forget to put a zero in there somewhere? Right. Maybe, maybe, but like I'm saying, like I had to, I had to look in different articles where they were like talking about it and stuff because it wasn't listed anywhere. And I ended up finding it on superstarsbio.com. It broke the movie down like um, 
each actor and like what they are attached to all this stuff. And yeah, they've, they say that it's 50 grand. So, so some, somebody's hiding money somewhere. Well that, or they had somebody who does special effects and didn't charge anything, or that's their job. And they were part of this movie and they were like, I'm just going to donate my time. Like, I think that's what happened with like the void. It was a lot of time donation. I'm wondering if that's this, but if you have to think about though, this movie, other than it's weird for me at being solo because of the special effects that they had to add in. Um, but like it takes place in one place. Well, it, it doesn't really do. A, I mean, there's a couple other like blips that, you know, she visits uh, but also wherever, but also another thing though, is that we're not thinking about is like an, a way to offset your budget and stuff is if all the people involved in this are taking a percentage afterwards. Oh, that's that, true. That doesn't oh, equate into your budget, okay. but I, I still have a hard time. Like, this is a, beautifully shot movie like yeah. when i when i saw that i was like there's no fucking way like there's like some camera tricks in here and stuff that i was like really like caught off guard yeah. by that i was like what mm -hmm. the fuck um specifically some shit with uh hands that uh i was pretty interested, oh, yeah. <laughs> interested in that i was just like yeah. i haven't seen that in a long time and i thought they did it really well yeah they did but so <laughs> on a supposed $50,000 budget, which I just, I have a hard time believing, but that's- I, that's, I think they're missing a zero, but that's just my even, opinion. Even if it's yeah. five, even if it's five million, but like, or 500,000, 500,000, like I don't see how you can make this movie yeah. at 500,000, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe but, it is a back-end thing where it's like, you're gonna get your cut as a higher percentage than you normally would because you're not gonna get the payout at the, originally, so. Yeah, right, people. because Rebecca Hall is not like a no-name actress either. Yeah. So you would think that like well, her salary alone would be more than the whole budget. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. how James Wan and uh, like his name's escaping me, uh, the guys that did Saul, like that's how they did it. They just, they're like, they took no salary whatsoever. The writer and director and the star, like the writer and the star, the same guy. And uh, yeah, they were just like, no, we'll just take a percentage. And then fucking Saul blew the fuck up and they made like James Wan and him made buku dollars. So, so it's kind of like, did this kinda like betting on yourself. Did this get released into theaters then? Yeah. So it does have, I've got uh, domestic, international and worldwide uh, payouts that payouts that they ended up getting their uh, box office. We'll just, um, we'll just go worldwide. What do you think that this movie made worldwide on its $50,000 budget? <laughs> eight million. Yeah, worldwide eight. Mm, 22 million. 22 million. All right, so domestic alone was 7 million. Oh, cool. Okay. Worldwide, it made 15,437,703. Okay. Death wins by uh, the price is right rule. Yeah, exactly. $1. $1. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have went over. Uh, okay, she's saying $1. I'm saying 2 Yeah. $2. Yeah. I'm going to cock block you out of this. Of yeah. Bitch. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like even like even if it's a uh, you've fit five hundred thousand dollars, still made money. Five yeah. million dollars worldwide, it tripled its money. But they're saying fifty, and I get I gotta take it for. Guess we'll go with it. Yeah, I gotta take yeah. it for what it's what it's saying. I suppose. But uh, before we really get into it and everything, um, this is a movie club. So make sure that you stick around to the end of the episode to uh, hear what we are going to watch this coming week for our next week's episode. We usually talk about it the last five minutes or so of the episode. So if you have not seen The Night House, 
and you don't want it spoiled in a little bit, we're going to throw up a spoiler warning and we're going to get into the, the meat and potatoes of the film. But before we do all of that, Tasha, do you want to uh, give us a little overview about what this movie is about? Having buried her husband recently, emotionally scarred, grief-stricken high school teacher Beth returns to her spacious, eerily vacant lake house he built for her, he being the husband, um, in the heart of the gloomy, in a gloomy forest. But as pained Beth tries to pick up the pieces before long, mysterious shadows and blood-curdling reflections on the windows start to taunt her. And suddenly, she finds herself opening boxes, rummaging through the deceased and rummaging through the deceased's belongings. Little by little, Beth's intense late-night nightmares become increasingly vivid, taking a toll on her already fragile sanity. Now, pressing questions demand clear answers. Will Beth ever unearth the secret of the night house? Bum, bum, bum. Bum. Actually, that tells you a lot more about this movie than I ever even would have known. Like, it does kind of yeah. share a lot. Well, it does, <laughs> but nice at the same time, synopsis. knowing knowing what we know, like, that doesn't give much away at the same time. It's like, no. But it does fill in the whole nightmare thing. Like you, when you're watching the movie, if you don't know that that's what's happening, you kind of question that in the beginning and then you finally realize it. So it takes a moment. So uh, uh, if you before we like start spoiling stuff that maybe this will be a selling point for some people and everything, because I there's a, a big reason why I like this movie. Uh, I'm not giving it like a 10 out of 10 or anything like that, but like I liked it. Um, this movie's got Silent Hill vibes all over it, too. The. uh the the nighttime scenes uh are very reminiscent reminiscent of silent hill 2 and if if you're into those vibes and what tasha just read is interesting to you definitely give this movie a shot if you haven't seen it already yep. but but without further ado unless you girls have anything else to say we're gonna throw out that spoiler warning sure let's do it throw it up so then we can say stuff yes, yes. <laughs> all right you have been thoroughly warned this is your last chance to stop listening to the episode. If you'd like to stick around and listen to us talk about it, we are going to go through the film, uh, kind of laid back, have an open discussion about it. It is a spoiler zone. If you have seen it, stick around, listen. If you haven't and you don't care about uh, spoilers, you're more than welcome to stay. I'm not going to kick you out. It's your phone. It's your computer. <laughs> but uh, um. But if you do have interest in watching this, just skip to the last five minutes and catch up with us at the end. And we will tell you what we're watching next week for next week. So without further ado, we have The Night House from 2020. So if you want to be a part of our club, you can find us at facebook.com backslash pod of the dead or else on Instagram at pod underscore of underscore the underscore dead or on tiktok at pod of the dead if you want to email us any questions any complaints or movie recommendations you can email us at pod of the dead 666 at gmail.com okay so which one are we doing first i am going to say i want to hear that sweet sweet one out of ten <laughs> Tasha. <laughs> all right here you go let's, let let's, hope, let's hope they wrote thing, things properly and you know there's at least some grammar in this one find out it's grammar it's 
not the greatest. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, all just, there... it's all just crayon drawings. <laughs> so one out of 10. Uh, my second worst cinematic experience after the last airbender. And what I find hilarious about this is then the reviewer put in the link for his review <laughs> for the last airbender. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. This movie is proof that you absolutely cannot trust the ratings on here. This film is ridiculous. For much of you may not even be sure what's going on. I will say I don't trust IMDb ratings either, but not necessarily for this scenario. I won't even bother with spoilers or the premise because it was so preposterous. It's not worth mentioning. Suffice to say it's dark, dreary, and not at all scary unless the odd jump scare and loud noises qualify. Also, everyone is on about the lead, Rebecca Hall. I found, I don't like this part. I found her annoying and not particularly attractive. Mm, yes. And oh, he is a, and yes. Which was a huge problem for me since most of the film involves staring at her face. <laughs> oh! And, and watching her reactions I to the I couldn't jack it to this film. Noises. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. She wasn't attractive enough for me, so yeah. I'm done. Yeah. As I state or as I state in the title, this movie is noteworthy and that is one of the worst cinematic experiences I've ever had. I really contemplated walking out and was just about to when it mercifully ended. I was pissed to to be honest that I had wasted my time and money on it. Wasted is spelled incorrectly. I only <laughs> recommend well, maybe they're wasting movie. maybe they're wasting away. No. I don't know if that's <laughs> their cry for hope. I only recommend this movie if you are out and about and need a couple of hours of sleep in a dark place. Yeah, Brutal. Pasha. I know that that part <laughs> yeah, like that. resonates with me. <laughs> Brutal and some of these positive reviews are absurd. But the fact that he took a blow away back, like she's a grieving widow whose husband just died. Like I mean, sorry. do you do you watch horror movies that are like your standard horror movies or even like this like a mystery type thriller or any of those things and go, man, I really need some masturbatory fantasies to watch. Oh right. man, and give me that hot lady. And it seems like you watched it in a theater, so he's like <laughs> I'm going to fucking jerk it right here in the back of this AMC. Oh, God damn it. She's not hot. Yeah. It's like, go watch a Megan Fox movie. Go watch something I with Angelina Jolie. And you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just, just, just what? Like, I don't, she's yeah. not ugly. So it's like, and even if she was, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. There's no actress. point in the movie. Right. Yeah. There, we were just talking about like people who are not conventionally attractive, but you like them as actors regardless because of their talents. I mean, right. Shocking. Exactly. It's crazy how that works. And it only ever usually has to attribute to women because, you know, right. that's how yeah. that works. Yeah. Uh, your husband died. Time to get sexy. Come on. Yeah. This is crazy. yeah. Right. Show right. me your pants. Oh, yeah. Show me your panties. I think we were talking about like how this movie doesn't have nudity in it. And normally, like, we usually hit some nudity parts in the movies. And there's a shower scene in this movie. And they don't show <laughs> anything. And I was like, 
wow, like that doesn't normally happen. And uh, I liked that they didn't do that in this movie because mm-hmm. I think that takes away from like how deep and emotional this movie is supposed to be in the sense of like what she's going through. So I, I yeah. threw an absolute hissy fit because I was like, why am I not getting titties in this movie? Yeah. This is unacceptable. I mean, technically, there is really. a there's a statue in this movie that has titties. So <laughs> if that works, it has nails going through it. So does oh, that yeah. work for you? That yeah, was totally I mean, up my alley. It was all yeah, nails sorts and of all sorts of crevices. Noise. Yeah, yeah. That's that's your your that's, titillation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, like uh, that is the thing that I think is really interesting with this movie, though. Um, I actually meant to bring this up uh, prior to the spoiler warning that if you were. Uh, emotionally uh compromised um i don't think you should watch this movie no to be be completely honest because this movie plays in grief and loss very very like it is and and abduction kind of yeah like oh yeah it's it's, yeah we'll just throw up a trigger warning right now that there is suicide yeah it is the it is the catalyst of this movie movie yeah and it's straight up in your face but like that kind of shit though like the way that they played with it and the word play oh the word play and how they do it is what made this movie for me so we're in the spoiler territory we're just doing open conversation we're not going beat by beat and shit so the fact that the thing let's do it can we do a 10 out of 10 first? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10. Sorry, okay. sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, you're fine. I was just waiting for I'm you just, to be done. I'm just, I'm just amped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so this is the 10 out of 10. I love this film, full stop. This is not a gore, gore horror or a flashy jump scare movie, or horror, excuse me, not movie. I love horror movies of all kinds. It's my most watched genre, and the psychological suspense horror is my all-time favorite type of film. Okay, so maybe that's what it describes this movie, right? Okay. This executes to an amazing degree. You start with the themes of grief and loss and people being stupid about said loss. Then things go to the afterlife. What happens when we die? Then hop to who turned on the stereo and what, 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 or was that a dream or real or are the dreams really real? That's what he's asking. Uh, excellently done. Excellently. Okay. Done shadow and reflection play. Shocking reveals. Me and my husband were self-soothing and grabbing our blankets the entire time. That's sweet. (laughs) That's very sweet. I like the ending a lot. Could be a metaphor for depression. Could be a demonic figure that attaches itself to Beth and her childhood or teen years. Up to you and what you believe. We kind of talked about that last night. Yeah. Um, uh, Mirror realms, alternate dimensions, and dreams becoming reality or being predictive of future of the future give you the feeling of what's real and what's going on without leaving you so confused you can't keep up the serial killer reveal was well built up too and while not totally surprise a surprise you grieve the knowledge with beth very immersive and beautiful open your mind clear your expectations and this movie will not disappoint I feel like that covers a lot of it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. When they talk about like the serial killer reveal, it's like in most movies, that would be like the big deal about it. But it's like, mm-hmm. that's just a step it's the, towards. It's the tragedy of the movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So what were you going to say, Nick, about wordplay? Oh, so like, you know, the the use of the word nothing. 
yeah throughout the entire movie is really really cool because uh let's see here i got shit got some notes here that i've got written up there's all this talk about like what's what's after life so beth at the age of 17 gets in a car accident uh is dead for like four Four minutes minutes. four minutes and stuff like that and she talks about how you know she lied to people because people would be like so what was it like so she'd give them the same bullshit, you know, like there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I saw that and everything, but then she's like, the only person she ever told the truth to was her husband, Owen. And, uh, she's like, there was nothing. It was just tunnel. There was nothing. So then as the movie goes on and stuff, uh, you find out that there's this, I, I, this, I, I almost call it like a demon or something. Yeah. There's some spiritual evil that's basically been following her since then because it is nothing it is the embodiment of nothing and uh he says something to the to the uh, extent of um that uh where was it he's like you left the night we met i'm what you found when your heart stopped i've been with you ever since like and it's just like i like basically like just like you saw me i saw you but she's saying that it's nothing and it's like always he's always like referring to this nothingness as himself or itself and i i just really like that word play throughout like any time that kind of stuff came up it could also play really well with the mental health thing in this mm-hmm. where it's like hopelessness and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like a darkness that's just, you know, you're living in this this hellscape of your own reality. And I think that goes really well into like the idea of this is nothing. She saw nothing. But then you when we see nothing, the villain, it's that like the negative space is him, which was the coolest part of this entire movie. And it's not revealed until the end. So like, that's let that be known. So it's not like we're getting this in the beginning. We're building to this. Yeah. I mean, like you get hints at it. Like she's seeing what looks like uh, the silhouette of a man, but then like she shuts the door and it's just because how shadows are lying. And that was really cool. And then like, as the movie goes on, it gets to the point where it's like the architecture of the house, like the, uh, I don't know what you call that, like the the moldings yeah the the crown moldings and stuff how it is at a certain angle against a doorway makes it look like a a male face or a human face and stuff like that and it just keeps building and like it's just fucking weird and it gets to the fucking point where it's like it just slaps you in the face because the the form that is static here because of the molding and everything the fucking form turns and like looks in a direction and like that shit was fucking cool so before that, when it was just the crown molding and like the door, do you think that was camera work or do you think that was like CGI? I don't know. Like, that's that would be really cool if it was like the this, actual camera alive. They said a lot of it was practical. Like so I mean they could have they could have CG'd it and everything, but like I considering how this film like takes uh you can tell that it like has its heart on its sleeve and then like it's cinematography and stuff like it sets up these like really well blocked shots and everything i have a mm-hmm. feeling that they were like okay we're gonna cut that because there's a lot of like art that's done that way where it's just like force perspective through mm-hmm. all these things to get this shape and that's what they right. do in this movie and i i feel that like that was kind of like a cornerstone of like 
all right, I've got this idea for a movie and this is like, this is going to be the main trick that we do in it. And I think that's what they did. Yeah. I, I like it. Like yeah, I do too. And well, the only time I think that it wouldn't have worked is when they were doing the shadow on the glass door. Like that was the first major reveal of it. And it was like, she was coming to go either up or down to see his like office that's in her basement in this really beautiful house. Like this house, I was like, I will live in this house. This house is gorgeous. There's like <laughs> windows everywhere. It is just so nice. And her husband built it for her. And I love how like this movie isn't like, well, you have to guess like what happened to him. No, they right. can tell you like she straight up is like, this is what happened. He went into like into the freaking, uh, she doesn't know, like he wasn't having a mental health break. There was nothing like he wasn't depressed. He was actually the opposite. Like he was the light to her dark and he goes in the middle of their pond that their house is attached to essentially, or like a lake. And he goes and takes a gun. She didn't even know they, they possessed and he just offs himself like in the middle of the pond, uh, or lake or whatever it is. And so like, and I, I thought that was interesting because like most movies will just kind of allude to like, oh, well, he died. And, you know, because then they showed in this like she was like reliving their past and their their wedding and like all these things and going through like their pictures and she's grieving. So like you're getting to experience all that you would expect somebody to do when they're grieving is like they don't want to be around people, but people want to be there to support them. And then they just want to live in their own and wallow in their own misery. And I have to say this movie one in the way of it has the best, best friend in a movie that you could have. Like her best friend in this movie was amazing. And their neighbor was also amazing in this movie. Like they weren't annoying. They were really well thought out, put together characters that really added to the story. In my opinion, I really like how they portrayed her emotions too. Like you can tell when she's like at the start that she's like angry. There's like that anger, grief, sadness, and like at least I picked up on um like I think we may have already known I don't know if we remember if it was before we knew he committed suicide or after, but how she almost seemed like resentful towards Owen for dying. At least that's yeah. how I perceived it. Mm-hmm. And then when you were talking, Steph, about how it just comes right out and says like how he killed himself, I absolutely love that scene mm-hmm. with her and the and the student's mom. Oh yeah. That oh yeah. Was one that of was my favorite scenes. One of the movie. best scenes. Yeah. So she's going like play for play. I was like, I cannot believe this just happened. And Nick and I were talking about this when this this movie was playing because I was like, she goes to work like literally a couple days after her husband dies and she's going back to do her grading. Now, I wasn't sure if it was like in the beginning when she was doing like this meeting, if it was like high school or if it was college or what. Likewise. We, we mm-hmm. kind of realized it was probably high school at some point, you know, yeah. after she's in her room. And then the, the mom just like kind of welcomes herself and is like you should know why i'm here and like the attitude behind this i'm like and then well my son got a c in your class because you didn't let him do this and and she's like well i had a personal thing happen so i couldn't like you know and i was like okay and she's like well his thing's personal too and then she just <laughs> slaps this lady down well my husband he fucking killed himself and i was like boom <laughs> like and she's so matter of fact about yes, it she is. in the mouth pow yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. it wasn't even like he killed himself it's like so my husband shot himself in the head the other day and you know that's why i couldn't so it's like so and how then the mom apologized and she was like oh so you want an a okay an a we'll make this a b oh you, the b wasn't good enough an a i don't care she's like oh that, no that's not what i want okay a b then fucking like just, it was literally like get the fuck out of my face <laughs> rebecca hall is such an incredible actress 
And that right there shows it. Yeah, exactly. Like she's in there and this woman's like trying to put this teacher in her place like she knows better. Mm -hmm. And then the teacher's just like, like literally not figured, like not literally, but like figuratively punches her in the mouth with the truth. And like, love that. And like, I think this is a good play on like when you in real life, when people are having like moments and you're at stores and you're dealing with, say you're having a shitty day and you're out to eat and your waitress messes something up, right? And instead of like having empathy and understanding that, you know, we all have shit we're going through. You don't know what this person's going through. You can have some compassion there and try to have some patience and be like, well, maybe they're having a day. Maybe this is what's going on. And this is a very good example of that on like the nth degree of where like, well, my son deserves a better grade because you weren't there to do this. And then she's like, no, 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 we're, we're gonna, I'm going to show you what this is really about. And I loved how she handled it. Cause I was, I told Nick, I was like, I would do the same thing. I would have been like, fine. Mm -hmm. You want to be, take a fucking B, go away. Like, I don't want to do that. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It really doesn't. My son, my husband just blew his fa- his brains out. Like I I don't care yeah. if your son is an A or a B. Like realistically. So I liked that that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the two like the only scene in this movie that I had a problem with because like I really like that scene and everything. The only scene that I really had a big problem with and Steph didn't agree with me about it was uh, when they go out to the bar for drinks after I think it was like later that evening or whatever mm-hmm. um, I was like because I, I like the I like the best friend and everything but like in this scene all of the friends in this are just the fucking like I've got I've got something it's like they're the nosiest like un-fucking what is, I can't even remember what there's I wrote, like but, no compassion there yeah, there's no empathy it's I think they dumb. asked like Right, dumb questions. questions. <laughs> yeah, just like Asked, some like, of the... I think like how he died, if he left a letter. Yeah, that was the one. It was like, did, did oh, he leave a the, letter? And I was just like, the are guy you was fucking like, serious? And when the guy was like, are you sure you had no idea? Yeah, I was just like... Like, like really? You didn't know? Oh my like, God. Uh, you don't like, do that. But yeah. I don't... But I didn't agree with Nick. It's only because I have an actual experience where I... Uh, we lost somebody to suicide. And it was abrupt... Um, we did know there was mental health issues in, associated with it, but that is the kind of questions that you like instantly when you hear somebody, when you hear that they kill themselves, you kind of have that like, well, why did they do it? Did you not know about it? Did they leave a note? Like all of these things that go in your head. Like, I feel like that's very logical thing that, that you're going to run to. And instead of having compassion and being like, well, I probably shouldn't say this shit. They're drinking, shooting the shit. And they're like, well, we really want to know these things because in general, everybody wants to know these things when somebody kills themselves. So they're just, just doing this. No, but, you yeah, don't. It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> right. That's the like, part that irritated me because yeah, of course you're curious, but your that person's curiosity doesn't trump like yeah. having to explain that as the yeah. person dealing with it while watching That's the movie my while watching the movie i wrote legit nosiest insensitive fucking friends but then this is the scene though is also a, a big scene because this is when you actually get the suicide note that yes. she she keeps in, keeps her, in purse. her purse i mean that's with blood like, on it like yeah. that was legit yeah. and, and it mm. says it, it's very simple there's no names there's no nothing it just says you are right there is nothing nothing is after you you are safe now and that's the shit like until the end of the movie like 
right. that wordplay where it's like there is nothing and it's like oh that's depressing you know nothing is after you and it's like does it mean like after you're alive there's nothing and then it's like you are safe now it's like what the fuck does that mean with like what's going on but like when you know that nothing is a an entity it's like you're right there is nothing there is a thing called nothing yeah <laughs> and it is after you but whatever i've done maze has now made you safe but then it but makes I'm, you also yeah, yeah it makes yeah. you wonder though with the end of his thing where he's like you're safe now well is he safe from you or are you safe from him like at some point you're like is he was he like trying to hide who he really is and then they kind of allude to that a little bit and throughout the movie so you have to question your your sanity in a sense it's like is this really what's happening um with uh that part with his um like he's i don't want to say i guess it doesn't really matter with the with our spoiler warnings but like you wonder if he's like gonna hurt her and now he's killed himself because he's worried he's going to hurt her so yeah i think that's exactly what it is like he's trying to trick nothing throughout this whole movie yeah he is but i mean like what i'm saying is like when you're watching this you don't know that that's what she's talking about you think that he just right. killed himself because he's a bad guy and then you kind of still think throughout the movie that he's a mm -hmm. bad guy and then the end he ends up being literally the most tragic character in this entire movie yeah because yeah. they even yeah. get to the point where um she ends up meeting so like throughout the movie if, if you're here you've more than likely seen it um you end up finding out like he's got all these pictures of all these women that look like her and all this stuff and she starts tracking down this one at a bookshop and everything it's talking to her and everything and finds out that there's it's not it's not an affair but it's like attempt like it's like right there like there was a kiss and everything that had happened but he's taking these women back to this house the other house that's across the lake which we haven't even gotten into that stuff um and he's fucking killing these women um because at the end of the day what he's what he's actually doing is he's killing these women because that's what nothing wants nothing wants beth dead and back to her so nothing mm -hmm. has been whispering in owen's ear to kill beth so instead owen is killing these other women that look like beth to trick nothing into making it think that he's doing it. So he's just kind of like pushing off the inevitable kind of thing. And it just gets to a point where he can't do it anymore or nothing finally took him like instead to just get closer to Beth or I don't know. But um, yeah, like there's the scene where she's like at the, the kitchen table talking to the other girl and uh, the, the other girl's like, well, maybe, maybe he killed himself because he couldn't live with, uh like the, aff the affair on you. Yeah, yeah the cheating on you and stuff and like they do a really good job of like you know like well maybe that is what it is but later on you find out it's not <laughs> well and when she talks yeah. to the neighbor the neighbor like she goes for a walk finds this house like uh at some point and the neighbor sees her walking to go find this house and he's trying to like kind of push her off the path in the sense of like not let her see what she thinks she she knows exists and uh she go and he's like she ends up eventually finding this house it's like not even built exactly like their house it's like just uh it's a reverse floor plan yes but it's not just a reverse floor plan it's not fully built it's just like the bare bones of it yeah. and the the neighbor guy knows about this and he's just trying to not get her like more messed up in the head because she's like acting kind of crazy and that's why you're wondering through this entire movie and i love this about this movie is like is she really crazy is she really seeing the things that she's seeing because like we get thrown into these nightmares with her and she's seeing things that aren't real um but they are in her dreams like and then you're uh 
it's there's just so much of this movie. It's very layered in that sense. And the neighbor, eventually she kind of confronts him and he comes out and he's like, well, he said he had these urges. And then the whole time you're like, Oh my God, is he just like a murderer, like a serial killer? And we didn't know this. Like if, if that's they crazy. Went, if they went just that route, I would have fucking hated this movie. That's, that's yeah. the line. Like if it was just that cut and dry, that it was just like, Oh no, he had the secret life that he was a serial killer. I was like, this movie sucks. But the mm-hmm. fact that they like took it to the end, like, yeah, he's a serial killer for this reason. And like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm down with that. That's an acceptable serial killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I've seen the other he stuff. He morals. I, yeah, I, exactly. I've seen a lot of stuff and like, there's similar, there's things in this movie that remind me of other things, but the, the, I don't say the reveal or whatever, I thought was like really well done, especially in the fact that they're like playing in this like, grief and like uh just dealing with like her like internal struggle of this stuff but then like tied in with the mystery and then it just it takes it to the nth degree and it's just like no there is something hunting you down from the other side but uh and then also like the nightmare realm which is what i refer to as like the silent hill kind of stuff is very surreal it's very creepy like you like it's so so dark it plays with a lot of like flashlight and stuff like that uh there's like a light fog everywhere like beyond like what she can see and that's where she's like there when in the nightmare realm is when she first sees the other house which is across the lake and she just sees the lights in the forest and when she's talking to the neighbor and stuff he's like no this is county ground like no one's allowed to build out here and everything so she ends up you know digging back there and ends up finding this house that's basically a graveyard you end up finding out like underneath yeah, the floorboard that was mm-hmm. yeah it's just full of dead bodies wrapped in plastic yeah. it was yeah like her foot falling through the floor and then all of a sudden she looks down and like wait you have no idea like i was wondering if this was going to happen and how they were going to show us like how like were we just going to find a hand were we going to find something and then because the one girl when she came to visit i was like oh well he didn't kill her so maybe this isn't really a thing like he had all these pictures maybe these were just the women he was having an affair with and Mm -hmm. then then it turns into the neighbor being like well he has these urges and i'm like oh shit and then it kind of just keeps playing into that like that feeling and then you know maybe he couldn't live with himself anymore because he was a murderer and now she's safe well yeah he kind of is that but what did you guys feel about the books like that is kind of what tips you into the like paranormal like outside of normal reality realm just of understanding and i was curious as to what you guys thought about the books I wish they would have delved more into it because that part was really interesting to me. I wanted to know more about like the deity. So I did some or like the the statue, I guess, probably not a yeah. deity. So I dug some more into that and then I made sure to read the screenshot of what she was actually reading. Mm-hmm. But that component was really cool. And I think that's where you can obviously like the movie tries to go down that avenue a little bit and i think that's kind of a plot hole almost where you don't get more than just that snippet that little tiny paragraph in the book of like he he's trying to do this reverse thing to um to uh, like to, to yeah to trick nothing so that was something that i had to go back through and do like research on because when i watched it i was really underwhelmed by what little you got from it see True. like I, I think between like the paragraph that you get about the the Louvre doll is what it's referred to as. Well, it's not referred. You just see it written, um, which is like this uh, statue idol kind of thing, and it's basically uh, a a woman's form with her arms pulled back, 
touching her like she's on her knees touching her ankles and like arched back and then there are just massive like nails through it and it's it's super intimidating looking it's just very like you see it and it's just like that can't mean good stuff that's yeah, exactly. not good yeah. Yeah. but like that paired up with when you uh, are looking at his um his blueprints and stuff of the house and you start seeing uh there's like these kind of like occult symbols and stuff and then there's like labyrinthine labyrinthine kind of uh geometry and stuff that he's writing about and all this stuff and it it that paired together um with like there's also like a note that he's got written down in his blueprints that it it says something to the extent of like don't listen to it trick it or something like that Mm -hmm. and you kind of get like i didn't personally i didn't see a, a plot hole in it like that was the stuff that really got me like into it um and the fact that like so he how i looked at it was like he's getting these urges and stuff so he starts reaching out over time because he starts sleepwalking two years after they moved into this house that's when all this shit i think starts and they've been living there somewhere up close to 10 years it seems so he's had 10 years of dealing with this stuff and to research and everything that i think that that kind of it's not like it just happened yesterday he's been like going through like going probably like churches like this is what's going on they're like pray so he prays and it doesn't work so he's like gets to this point where he ends up finding this bookshop in like ithaca new york or whatever and they've got like these occult books and shit and he finds out about these like these dark like forces and how to try and trick them and throw them off the path so he's like fuck it i'll just try try to do that and Personally, I think that's all all they needed to do. But I mean, if you wanted more meat on the bone, I suppose. But I did. Um, and then I wonder, like, so what you said about it happened a couple of years after the house was built. So he had the plans for the house. I might just start talking and not making any sense. But like <laughs> he had the plans for the house, but then also had the reverse plans. Did he build the house to throw off this villain or did he build the house and then the villain came because it's alluded to that nothing is with beth since she was younger so she was so nothing was with beth before she met owen what does the house have to do with it other than to throw i don't think the house has anything to do with it what i think it is is that nothing has been trying to get at beth trying to get her back in some way after they got married after the two years that they had been married at this house and stuff, nothing came to the conclusion that I'm going to start whispering to this guy and maybe okay. this is this is how we're going to do it. Because yeah, that's that's like some of like in the later bit of the movie, like when you are confronted with it, he flat out like nothing in Owen's form straight up tells her. It's like, I went to your husband and whispered in his ear over and over. He sent them instead he tricked me for a while that's so like all that kind of stuff is like it and it's in her husband's voice like and reveal the oh my god my favorite part my favorite part of the movie is she keeps thinking that this ghostly thing that is in the house is her husband so you know like she's asleep at night and the radio kicks on like playing this song uh that i'd mentioned earlier the cavalry cross song it starts the same way every time it's like 30 second mark boom it hits it's kind of like this folky rock song 
and it happens in like it they don't really talk about like it seems like maybe this was their song or something but like yeah. it keeps coming on so she starts going like you know like thinking that the house is haunted with owen's ghost that he's trying to tell her something so she's like hunting down this ghost she's hunting down this and talking to him talking to mm-hmm. him and gets to the point you know like uh to the point where like she's basically like confronted with him and reaches out and is able to touch his form but he's invisible and you see like her fingertips pressing against nothing i love that and uh, yeah. they kind of embrace and like what's almost like a kiss and something like that it and, was weird uh, it yeah, was it, but it was cool the way that it was filmed and then, right and then uh she like touches it it's like is this real like you know and everything and uh she's like is it you owen and then you just hear this voice and goes no I know that was the best. Thing I was ever. just like, oh, <laughs> I was like, holy so shit. For her. I know. <laughs> well, and, and then you got assaulted by a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, like she was supposedly in the dreamlike state. She was supposed to seeing text messages and stuff. And so like, you know, that technically wasn't him sending them. So like, she's carrying on like this whole, she's going to see this other, like she's in the, uh, I don't even know how to, what did you call it, honey? Like the, the nightmare dark... realm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I'll refer to it as. Cause I can't ever think of like a word to use for this. The she other goes, world, the, the upside other world, down. It's just, the upside yeah. down. Yeah. 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 But the other, the other realm. Okay. So when she goes to visit that other house, uh, when she sees it across the water and she sees her, all these women's in this house that looks exactly like hers, but backwards, even the numbers on the front of the house are backwards. Which I, cool. fuck, I fucking love that. So it was like in reverse. And <laughs> I was really way. happy that it was there. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat. <laughs> and you see all these women in the, in the windows and like their different storylines essentially. So I'm wondering if that's not how some of them died. And like, cause you see, like, it's a lot of like fighting or not like it's obviously not bloody or anything, but you kind of, uh, they're fighting upstairs with one of the women that looks like her but isn't her and i loved that and you wonder and this is where i was it was like is it is this the guy like the the nothing guy like portraying in her dreams like what happened or is she dreaming of what her husband really did like i don't know like we're living in this different like nightmare realm so what really is this what are we really seeing or is she really what's just having point? weird nightmares yeah, yeah what's it, the point is it like her unconscious projecting like this kind of stuff or like yeah. but like once you are confronted with it later on and stuff when you find out it is another thing and everything when she's getting drugged through the house and all this stuff i think you're actually seeing what owen did like owen did these horrible things he murdered these women to satiate this nothing to save the one he loves, which is like you said, a very tragic, sad, like it is, he, he is a, he's a horrible person, but at the same, but at the same time, I mean, he's horrible to the other families. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that comes, yeah, but it comes down to what, you know, what matters to you most. And he's like, I know what matters to me most. And I know what I'm going to do to make sure that that's okay. And I can say that a lot of us are kind of like that in our own ways. So literally doing whatever it takes to protect the one he loves. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine though, like being in his shoes in this entire freaking storyline of being like, Hey, yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, Or the, the guy's coming to him and is like, literally forcing him forcing his hand and essentially because he's whispering this in his ear so you know he has influence and he's like okay well i obviously have these urges i gotta do this so instead of killing my wife i gotta go kidnap a woman that looks like her and then i gotta do these really horrible things and then i have to live with myself 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, because so... like in like the inf- you see the extent of the influence too, because uh, they they talk about like how you know Owen had sleepwalking and stuff like that going on, and. Th- then Beth basically starts having that stuff. Like when she's like in the other realm, she keeps waking up in weird places and stuff. And it gets mm-hmm. to the point where she is on the same boat that Owen killed himself on talking to Owen, but it's, it's, it's Owen's form, but it is clearly like, it's not even like hidden. It is nothing talking to her and it's telling her to kill herself, to come to him. Like there's mm-hmm. not like, come to nothing like there's nothing here like there's no reason to live there everything that you loved is gone just come to me and that's the extent of it like so we're we can believe with the information given to us that this is the kind of hell that owen was going through in some sense Mm -hmm. of this thing so it was just this weight that was on him and he's doing everything he could to protect her and to no avail I know that's what's sad. The other question is, and this is, I want your guys' opinion. So what was the purpose of the two women we see? She goes outside after she wakes up or whatever. She's not really awake, but we're assuming she's awake. Um, and she goes outside. There was like wind chimes or something. And then there's two women running through her yard. And then there's two of them and you see them at first and they're like partially clothed. And then they jump off the cliff. So she goes and looks and then, there's obviously nothing because we already are well aware that like that she's we're in this other realm. But like, what's the purpose of that? I know we realize that it's these other women at some point and blah, blah, blah. But what's other than her falling off a, off a mountain? I think I think everything that is killed by the nothing or for the nothing is like its spirit or whatever is trapped there and like consistently hunted is, by it. So okay. I think I think they're legitimately running from it. And so this is like oh. they're there. This isn't just like a weird reality where she's imagining it. This is the reality and I, the upside down, essentially. Correct. I think, oh, okay. I think it's in between like consciousness and unconsciousness. Like it's because the like, dream world, because they talk about like sleep paralysis and stuff like that. Like when the mind is awake, but the body's asleep and vice versa and stuff like that. And it's just kind of in this weird veil. And that's why I refer to it as like the nightmare realm. Cause I, I feel that it's not necessarily it's almost like the astral projection thing in a weird way. Like it's not that it's here and it's not that it's a different dimension. It's just like this other place where the nothing it's like in wherever, wherever you go when you die or like right before you get like the tunnel, you know, the tunnel, the, li- that, the limbo. Yeah. Like it's there almost. Okay. And that's so like how he's I saw trapped it. their souls there. And now that's he's a- re- requiring them to relive the tragedy of their deaths over and over and over again. That's what it kind of feels like. But is it punishment because of it's not her? And so like, he's not letting them go or is this how he feeds? I just think it's evil. I think it's just pure evil. Like, it, I don't think it's any, any like legitimate reasoning for it other than it has these things and it's going to torture, like it's evil personified almost like. So we're believing this is a demon itself and not, and not the devil. No, I don't think it's the devil. Like I, I saw I it as death, not as necessarily a demon. Yeah, like this is death in a different form. That would be interesting. Like As nothing, nothing is death. Okay. But then, well, if it's nothing's death, though, then how are we reiterating the same souls and all of that in itself? Well, that's that's assuming that that's what's going on. Yeah. And I see it as this world doesn't exist unless Beth is there. 
Like, this isn't something that's happening in another realm. This realm is within her. Right. So, and, and I don't necessarily know, like, this is just a very loose explanation, but, like, nothing is there. It's these bits that we see with the, the, the red moon. And, um, like, it's more or less, like, you're just crossing over the veil and then coming back. So it's there for her to see, but it doesn't exist outside of her experiencing it. Okay, so it's not a it's not a separate entity. It's in her head, right? Essentially, that's how I see. Yeah, okay. I see nothing as a separate entity, but I see what nothing is doing to her as happening within her. Okay, so not necessarily that she's going somewhere. So like she the- went to the house the other house but in reality the other house is incomplete but when she's in that dream state it's when done. she goes it's a full house but that's only happening within her like subconscious or something like that it's happening internally so you're saying like um, nothing is basically infiltrating her dreams in a way yeah and sometimes i don't even think it's dreams like when she's flipping through the book i really liked that scene when she's flipping through um his architecture book and you start to see the mazes and then she flips back and it's just the basic house it's so like are those are those mazes even there? Because after she went back, then it's just the house and the reverse house, and those mazes aren't there. Hmm. Okay. I didn't, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. So. This is a movie you would definitely have to watch again just to kind of understand it. Well, Tasha will fall asleep four times, but maybe not this time. <laughs> and, <I> mean, <laughs> and something else, like when I think it was after she, I think she had seen the new house or the, the reverse house, when she opened the door and saw herself sleeping on the couch. Yes, yeah. I love that. And then that, that was too. her. So, like, I don't think it's dreams. I think it's very much in the sense of, like, the secret window where you or like Shutter Island or something like that, where you're crossing over, but it's all happening internally. It's not actually there. It's not a demon acting on you. It's not tangible. Another okay. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's okay. interesting. Yeah, it definitely yeah. has a lot, a lot to think about in this movie because it doesn't. It, as much as it explains, it, it doesn't. It, it does a lot, like in in like vague undertones and stuff like that, and I like that. Um, and then also like the mood, like I said, it's got like that Silent Hill kind of ooky spooky vibe going on. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I had something I was going to say. It must not be that important. But uh, but yeah, like okay, so you get the, all all the architecture stuff going on early. Um, once the the fucking curtain has been pulled back and you find out that it's the nothing um, from from the never ending story, it's that fucking wolf, the nothing. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't know that this was a sequel to it. Who knew? But yeah. um, it gets to a point where like it's just doorways and everything. It's just this form, and it's just so imposing. And the only time, the only way you ever see it is in Owen's like form. Realistically, everything else is shadows and silhouetted doorways and everything. So you never actually see it. Like what because it's that's supposed its to form. Yeah. It's nothing. It's it's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's the absence of something. I know. And I fucking that's love that. That's what it is. Yeah, I agree. Especially like you mentioned the doorways, like when that, like 
she's in the house and it's when she's seeing Owen like killing everybody. And then like, she gets uh, like attacked or whatever. And then that long doorway. Yeah. That, oh, happened, yeah. that one took me a second to realize like the form of him or yeah. it, whatever. Yeah. That was really cool. That was very well done. Yeah. Cause yeah. like the hallway extends and you just see like, the entirety of the hallway is like that, like uh, a bust, like the head and shoulders yeah. of something. And you're like, what the fuck? I was instantly at that point. I was like, yes, this is, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For all of that stuff though, like it is, it is a slow paced movie. It's not going to be for everyone, you know, all that stuff. Um, I would love to see this movie again though. Like it's. You, like, you have to go into it and definitely I think it's going to be an Easter egg movie. So it's like yeah. you watch it the first time, not knowing anything, going in the second mm-hmm. time and being like, oh, oh, no, I see that now. Like my thing was, is like, OK, we have these footprints coming up on the dock. Right. And they're like muddy, like it's come out of the water and then they, they disappear. But then they're there and then they disappear like a variety of times throughout the movie. And I'm like, OK. And then one time we see the boat and it's covered in plastic with blood. And then mm-hmm. then she then she blinks and then the boat's back to normal with like the cover over it. So like it's a lot of like she's not sleeping at this time. So obviously right. she's switching between something going on in her head. So like and that's where uh, with the reviewer said it uh, that you kind of wonder if this is a mental break at the same point in this movie, because it's like, um, you know, that the neighbor does, you know, tell her that he has these uh, urges that he's talked to him about. And then you do see, which I think is real. Like, I don't think that she's imagining this, the body's under the floor, but right. everything else you, you, it could just be a mental break. You don't know. Like we're assuming that her husband really is all these things and that nothing really is there, but, uh, her husband could have just been a serial killer. Yeah, definitely. I mean, realistically, and she's just finding her own weird way to cope with that. And by doing all this other fucked up stuff that her brain's creating for her. And she's going into like psychotic mode and to deal with her husband killing himself. Up until it says no, that it's not Owen. You don't know what to believe. You still don't know that now because you, she is not, she can still be in her head in a fake reality, still thinking that she's talking to her husband. And then the husband's like, it's, and then finally her brain's like, no, this isn't him. And her brain could be having the psychotic break because then that's the other things that happen, like the smashing the head against the window. You don't know that it was this entity. It could have been her doing it herself. Like all of these pieces could actually not really be existing. Like Tasha was saying, it could be in her own mental health scape. And then she goes out into the boat and we think that she's living like we see her friend sees like reality. She sees all this stuff talking to this guy. We don't know that's real. We just know that it's in her head. So reality is, is we don't, her husband really genuinely could just be a serial killer. And I refuse to believe that. Nope. And but I'm not, I'm not, well, they, (laughs) they try to paint it like it's not in this, but the reality is it really could be though. Yeah. Yeah. Like this definitely like you can, you can watch this movie and come up with like three different you could and that's what i like about this i think for, it's brilliant for me the movie is only good for if it if it is what i think it is because the other ones i just don't think are that interesting yeah but i think it's really easy to bounce back and forth too yeah. there's a website that i found called this is and okay. they do a really good job of breaking apart the two explanations one being paranormal one being mental health and they meld so beautifully together. Like it's so easy to see how it could be both, how nothing is this entity 
or how nothing is this void that suicidal ideations can come from. Yep. So the the void of the, the hole that is left after Owen has left. Right. And kind of, yeah. And yeah. So maybe Owen, like Steph said, maybe Owen was a serial killer. He had these urges. He had these like, who knows what, and when, when, uh, what's his name? When the neighbor said that, I thought he meant he just had these urges to like cheat on his wife. It didn't even dawn on me until the bodies were there that it was like these urges to kill people. Um, and maybe he was like a ritualistic sacrifice guy. So Ben, that's what brought in like the body with all the nails and stuff. And then that's the reality of it instead, where he realist, uh, ritualistically wants to kill them, but doesn't kill them in his own home. So he creates another home to look like his home. So then he can ritualistically kill them in that house to fulfill his need to want to kind of hurt his wife, but really kill these other people. You don't know. I mean, justice for Owen, justice for um, Owen. I w- you will not. <laughs> He's a tragic character. He is. I, I agree. But I mean, there is a really, I agree with your perspective of it, but I do think that there is a very easy uh, turn where, you know, it is a mental health thing. I was reading that because I read more into that entity and it mentioned like, that was like, you were supposed to bind them that way to sacrifice the gift to um, like this deity, the spirit, whatever. And the reason, and one of the reasons why nothing became so attached to Beth or finally was able to like sink its teeth into Beth was she brought that into the figure home. in into her home. So that mixed with her grief, nothing was able to grab on and start like doing its bidding with her, which I thought was really cool. Like I would have missed that had I not done some digging. Well, I noticed that I figured that was the case when they brought it into the house because I was like, I can't believe she fucking brought that home. I'm like, that's always a no, no. You don't do that. <laughs> so when I saw that, that's I was like, creepy. OK, we're not bringing it home. Yeah. Like, why? Let's keep this in my house so I can stare at it from the place that my husband killed all these women. Like, what the fuck? It's, <laughs> it's kind of like, like a poltergeist thing where it's like you move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. It's just like you bring it like it just this is bad juju, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, and her whole house is like tore apart. She's trying to understand all of this stuff. And I understand like she wants to see this so she can like pull for reference. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, (laughs) no, thanks. But yeah, that's what I liked about this movie overall. I thought it was it was definitely different. It was beautifully shot. It had great acting It is slower, but I definitely doesn't have your normal like over uh, over the top music or over the top acting and it's not gory at all, really. I mean, I no. think we got like a couple moments of blood, but like other than like some blood on a boat and uh, I think some, they, they handled couple, the suicide well. Yeah, so. there's a mm-hmm. couple strangle scenes that are really, really short. Like you see it for like a half a second where he's like putting a pillow over it because she's like walking past rooms or being drugged past them. And you're just seeing like all of these flashback kind of scenarios where Owen's killing these people like so you see that but it's not gratuitous and then like she gets her head smashed against a mirror and there's a little blood on her on her forehead and that's about it like that's all the violence you really see in it and it yeah I could have done without that scene like it just seemed like I understand the point of it but it kind of I just thought it was kind of silly how she was getting attacked by nothing see that's why I don't think it's death because uh, in in my head, like the, the the embodiment of death and stuff is such a neutral thing. It, it's it's not like vengeful or 
or hungry for something. That's why I think it is legitimately something that has like an appetite because or badness. Yeah. For, yeah. Or like something it, evil. it had, it had her in its grasp. She got away when she was 17. And now he's like, it's, it's that whole, like the one that got away. It's like, you're going to fucking be mine. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, and I think that that can be death's role too. You cheated death and now death wants you're going to what final destination. Had. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, whenever I think of death though, I always go back to that. Um, what was the, the show we watched on Netflix? The, Oh, uh, Sandman. Yeah. That's the death that I see in my oh, head. That so, such a sad, sad death. It is. And then so, she plays a neutral character. She does. And it's just like, she's very compassionate and very loving. And it's kind of, she's like, the, it's like basically like the grim reaper. I mean, that's what the grim reaper is too. Right. So, um, I, yeah, that's when I think of death. That's what I think of. <laughs> I don't think of a bad guy. I always think of the, the woman that I saw on the Sandman show. Yeah. Like that was fucking great. If you haven't seen, that, so, that show's awesome. Yeah. If you haven't seen Sandman, I, I highly, highly suggest it. It yeah. is, it is, we should Beautiful dark that. fantasy. Yeah, I'm it's down am- for it. It's incredible. Yeah. Have I you seen it, show. Tasha? No, I haven't. It's by Neil Gaiman, the guy that wrote Coraline, oh, okay. and he wrote uh he wrote a fuck ton of stuff. But it's yeah. So good. Like, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's like, yeah. Mm. It, it was a comic book we'll series in the nineties. Okay. But uh I think I So think what did you guys think about the ending? Like the very, very end. Oh, like so, is it still there? Yeah. And think- and then and then what happens? From that point on, because I still think it's there because clearly you can still see nothing mm-hmm. in the shadow. It goes one of two ways in my head. Like, um, either if it's supernatural, it, it's super sad because it's it, forever. It's going to be hunting you down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and th- but also if you go with the whole mental health and stuff like that, it's the, that's the whole thing of the embodiment of grief that, um, mm-hmm. you hear a lot, like, uh, does it, uh, do you ever get over it? And it's like, no, it just gets easier, you know, but it'll always be there. And so that's, I, I 100% agree with like, they play with that, but I, I, I refuse to believe that it is a solely grief kind of thing. I, I think there is something there because that makes, but that makes it more tragic. Yeah. It makes it a more interesting narrative for me. Cause if it's just like, grief i've seen so many movies that are like you've got hereditary you've got the babadook like there's a lot of movies that do this and i just kind of like wore out on that so i like that they used grief but i also i like to think that whatever it nothing is is like well because she's grieving she's easier prey yeah yeah as far as a movie goes i like the idea of nothing being a thing as far as like taking something from the movie, I like having that like mental health depression spin to it. Mm-hmm. So you can like find kind of, I don't want to say find meaning necessarily, but there's something that sticks instead of it being like this entity that will always be following. It kind of makes it superficial. Yeah. So having this possible like undertone explanation, I think is really cool how you can see it for like, see it from face value as this entity or going a little deeper you can take the metaphorical route of this is depression and grief and how you can cope with it over time 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I the ending of it, if it's if it's the grief thing or friends there or neighbors there, they're there to support her and love her and help her get through whatever. And if it's not, then um, she's basically fucked. I mean, it's like, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie because I was just like, okay, is this where we're ending it? And like, I... I liked that it ended where it did. I felt like it covered all of our bases. Like she, you know, in in the sense of like, we got to experience what we needed to experience, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't really tie all up the loose ends. So like, it's kind of like you have to infer whatever you believe by watching this. And I, I can definitely be in the middle and I agree that it could be one thing. It could be the other, but that's, I think overall the best part about this movie is that you Mm -hmm. can take whatever you want from this. And it really gives you a good sense of what grief could look like to somebody, uh, especially in this situation with somebody committing suicide and uh, also, and then the, the outside entity, piece so um one one last question before we really give uh like our review of it and stuff um do you feel like how they did this movie and everything i've seen some some light rumblings of a sequel is that of any interest no even if even if it wasn't beth and it was just a completely different story but using this no no okay i don't like it because um you're because of all of the little twists that are in this the wordplay of nothing things like that all of that's already established yeah so all of the bits that i found interesting would be lost yeah you would just just be a continuation i mean if they're going to give you more of an understanding if this really is an entity and they're kind of confirming that instead of this being a grief thing um, and they're giving you a different person, a different storyline, not maybe not suicide, something else. Uh, I think they could do an interesting twist on it, but I don't think it would be successful in any way because yeah. you've already given, you just gave away all your hat tricks. Yeah. It's one of the, it's one of those things where it's not necessary because it does what it does well. And we don't need right. every, every question answered. Yeah, no. not every horror movie or movie in general needs a sequel or or more than one. I mean, sometimes one is the best, and then you you're just basically trying to milk an audience for something that's unnecessary. Yeah. Right. That's I one hundred percent agree with that. That's I'm not a I huge fan in horror. most cases. Yeah, but I'm not in in most like genres. The second one is usually the worst. Whoa! Uh, not in Lord of the Rings. Not in okay. Aliens. <laughs> not not in I'm, Terminator. Not I'm thinking one. maybe I'm thinking more of books, but like if you're reading a trilogy, the second one, in my opinion, is, the is usually is boring. It's it starts off strong, I think it depends. And it wraps it up at the end. So the second one is kind of in some cases, unless it's like already implied that there will be a sequel, like a loose yeah. end, or like it's a cliffhanger at the end of the first movie where you're already geared up for a second one. A lot of times I'm fine with just a standalone book or movie. It's all neatly wrapped. We get to take what we want with it and we can go. Agreed. The second one is kind of like beating a dead horse in some cases. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of beating dead horses. But okay, so like that being said, with, uh, with how you guys view a sequel uh, possibility and stuff. Do you think this movie would be better if there at the end we didn't see a silhouette at all? I like the silhouette. Do you? Mm-hmm. Because I, I it kind of gives you. You don't care. No. Yeah. I like it from two aspects because if you're looking at it from the mental health standpoint of it, it's like where Mel was like, there's nothing out there. And she's like, I know. 
So, yeah, so more wordplay than looking, like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So looking at it that way, if you're looking at it from the mental health standpoint, it's almost like uh, an exchange of hope. Like nothing is still there. It's there, but I'm here and it'll be okay. I know it's there. I acknowledge its existence, but I can still live okay. and move forward. Yeah. Or, or if you look at it from like Nick's main perspective of like the, the supernatural component of it, then it's really um, like ominous almost like there's nothing. I know it's still coming for me. Yeah. So it's that how, tiger how in the you, cage. Mm-hmm. Right. So how you interpret it, I think is kind of cool. It could either be hopeful or like, like, a, like a bad omen or like foreboding, yeah. like there's something else coming. And, True. And, and like, I'm a big fan, like shocker. I like my films ending as a downer. So like that yeah. kind of, that kind of works into it and stuff like that. But I think, if, I think each movie has to end in a way that is successful for the movie. I don't like, and I'm, and I'm like this with books too. I hate neatly clean stuff. Mm-hmm. If it makes sense mm-hmm. for a storyline, whether that's negative or positive, fucking end it there. Like leave it like that. Yeah. Stop wrapping stuff up with a happily ever after or something that's going to pacify your viewers or your readers all because they're going to be sad at the end. Um, or if you need it to be happy ending, then and, and, and it fits with the narrative, then do it. But yeah, this movie works really well because it doesn't do that. But then we've had other movies that kind of end in like a neutral sense or in a mm-hmm. like scream, scream ends well, like, but then obviously that's a series that I think, uh, you can build on and it apparently it works successfully. So uh, like, I think it just depends. <laughs> I like scream too. I thought that movie the, was great. So the, best, the first the one's better. The first I don't one. know if oh. I agree with that. Oh, really? okay. This, this, yes. uh, this podcast okay. is over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, only because I rewatched it recently and I was like, I remember liking the second one better. And I watched the second one again. The second one is way scarier than the first one. Yeah. I get with that. Okay. And because okay. it is more violent and stuff. It is. And it's it's a lot more intense because you already know this stuff exists. So like now you're living in a world where uh this exists, it's not just being introduced. So uh I love the first movie a lot because I think it really builds into this storyline. But the second one definitely has more of that like creepy, uh ominous factor more than the first one does. For whatever reason, I can't explain it. I don't okay. know why. But then the third one, I haven't rewatched it in years since I was probably a teenager, but from what I remember, it was shit. So um, I am going to rewatch it sometime, but we'll see <laughs> what we'll find out. But yeah, sequels sometimes work better. Well, like Avatar, it, it's equal, honey. So. How do I mute her? How do I mute her? <laughs> okay, if we're going to talk about Avatar for a hot second, the okay. second one visually is, a, is so it is. amazing. The storyline is essentially yeah. the same. It is. Yeah. I agree. It's Ferngali. It's, it's just Ferngali. It Each of them. Where, so that's where like... The second one isn't the greatest because you're just reiterating stuff you already talked about in a different True. way. True. I mean, you're not. I think the best thing when we're talking about movies and books and all of this here is that when you're when you're living in a world like this, like Pandora and this, or like even Star Wars and stuff, you're you're in a actual submersive world. It's not just one book, just one movie. It's but it's people putting those. Uh, together in a way that makes you want to keep consuming them and not kind of being that nasty law in the middle or like really did this really come out i'm not watching the next movie or i'm not reading the next book because this was just highly disappointing but you know like george r, r. martin and his fucking game of thrones there's going to be supposedly like seven books or whatever it is but wow. he'll get there he'll and, never finish um, that series he's not no. putting that last book out 
Well, no, they were just something on the news, something uh, that he had released a statement about it. I haven't read it yet because uh, I'm just like, I'm not listening to this. It's been fucking forever. But yeah, it's it's kind of the same concept. So. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's give our ratings. Yeah, let's get our ratings and, and let these people go. Let these people yeah. go home. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'll make I'll just go ahead. I'll just make mine short and sweet and everything. Um, I, I like this movie. I'm actually now that I I know who David Buckner is and what he's done. I do like his movies because if you like this or, you know, it's entertaining enough or whatever, I definitely suggest checking out The Ritual. The Ritual is his best movie, I think. I think I want to see that. But um, that aside, uh, visually, movie's good. Pacing, it's a little slow. Um, but like the second half of the movie like really picks up, but the first half is kind of slow. Um, it's, it's only an hour and 45 minutes. It definitely sets a mood. I think it's a good movie to watch uh, with a with another person or whatever, so you can talk afterwards like we just did and everything. Um, all that being said, I'm giving this movie a 7.25. Okay. That's where I'm I'm sitting at because I was just kind of like, ah, is it is it here? It's like it's still it's still a good one. I'm gonna watch it again. Um, I'm definitely I I told Noel to check it out and everything. So uh, we actually ended up having to rent this because it, they just took it off of like Hulu where it was at for the longest time. So we ended up having to rent it. But I think that I like if I can get it on sale, I think I might add this one to the collection. I think it'd be a good one. I think it's recommendable. Like I yes. think people, people would really probably, if they like this kind of stuff, they would like. Uh, if they, it would work for them. If they like slower movies with a builder, with a build. Yep. Okay, right, Tasha. Okay. I wanted to really like this movie. Talking about it, I like. Like, I want to go. I. I First off, I need to watch it in one thing sitting. Yes, yes That's you the do. biggest thing. Yes. And I think I'm going to start factoring in whether or not I can stay awake for the movie into my review because I just watched Harriet, which is a movie about Harriet Tubman. It's over two hours long. I watched it at night and I was able to stay it for the whole thing. Okay. Save for five or so minutes. Oh my God, you still fell asleep. <laughs> but I fell asleep, but I woke back up and I finished it. So like... I'm. I know now. I am fully capable of staying awake for a movie in the evening. Um, the pacing was really hard for me, clearly. Um, but like going back and like learning more about it, I like it more than when I watched it. And I'm taking this off of me watching it. And I always give my review or give my my score to Drew right afterwards, and that's what I'm sticking with. And I'm giving it a four and a half. Ooh. Ooh. Very yeah, low. Was, yeah. Low. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's lower than I thought you were going to give it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like mainly because like some of the scenes I feel like were kind of throwaway scenes, like the girls jumping off the cliff. Like I said, talking about it more, I would give it a higher score, but just going in and watching it, this is what I'm giving it. Okay. That part, the kind of fight scene with nothing was just, I, it didn't resonate with me. Um, I love Rebecca Hall, so I'm glad that she was in it. Otherwise, I think <laughs> I would have given it an even lower score. So I'm going with a four and a half. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's lower than I thought. Okay. Yeah. But I, yeah. I do think uh, factoring in if you can stay awake or not is a good measure because we watched, uh, you watched The Void and you stayed awake through all of that, didn't yeah. you? 
Yeah. So right. obviously that movie definitely kept your attention. And that movie does have a few smaller, like not very slow bits, but it has a few moments and like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that makes sense. So I think and to not only fall asleep, like once I fell asleep in the middle of the day watching it. Yeah. Like yeah. I watched it this morning and still fell asleep. So yeah, that's yeah. becoming I, I a factor I, now. I think that's fair. Cause like if, uh, there's only one movie we've watched and I've mentioned this 900 times uh, of that <laughs> it was the most boring fucking thing we've ever watched um, oh, the but yeah 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 how did you guess I mean I come on. it was just a hunch I, I know, don't know. Just- I know so uh, my rating on this last night when we finished watching it I usually write down my star rating and then after we talk about things I kind of evaluate like uh, I, I guess I heard somebody recently talking about like do you uh, are you a stewer when it comes to your uh, rating or you are you just immediate like uh, do you give your rating immediately and I'd like to take both things into consideration um but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stick with my original rating only because I liked it so much um but I didn't love it so I'm gonna go with the seven I feel like that's fair for for how I view movies and I didn't fall asleep during this so that was good and uh I actually wasn't like putting my head down or writing in my notes like I'm about to fall asleep or that this is boring. I was riveted watching it um, and but it wasn't scary like at all. Like it, it that's not this movie was a horror movie, but it wasn't a scary horror movie. So yeah, that would be my uh, my my rating. So what a does seven. that give us, Tasha? Uh, a fail, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I, think I do. A, a 63. That's, that's a, a D, I think. Is it? Okay. Well, we're going past fail on the 50. Oh, is that what we're doing now? Yeah. That's how I look at it. It's like, okay. I, it's a like pass fail. So it's a, that's it's a, a good movie. Yeah. It's a good yeah. movie. Um, once you cross that 75, that's where it's like, whether this it's is a your great taste, movie. yeah, whether it's your taste or not, like you have to watch that, but this yeah, one, yeah. it's not going to be for everyone, but like, I think it'll, I think you'll get more hits than misses for this movie. I agree. I, I, I'm curious to see if our children watch this and if they do, if they're going to be like, this was the dumbest thing we've ever watched. And I fell asleep. Or if they're like, man, that was so good. I have a feeling cause they're teenagers. They're going to be like, I didn't get it. It was, bo- <laughs> yeah. it was boring. Where were the tits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was promised tits. Damn it. I know. All right. So uh, movie club time. Um, so, Hey, how's it going? Welcome to movie club. <laughs> How you doing? I, I hope your uh, hope your holidays have been good. You know, right now we're we're ramping up towards Christmas. This is the I believe what are this. You doing? I well, shut up and you'll hear. <laughs> okay. I believe he's, he's long winded, Tasha. I believe. Yeah, that, I, we I believe this comes talking. out like the first week of December. So okay. we're going to be ramping up into the uh, the holiday spirit. And because of that, oh my God, it's almost like this was a fucking segue, Tasha. Because of that, (laughs) long (laughs) next week, we will be watching Gremlins. Yay! So we'll be watching Joe Dante's Gremlins from the 80s at some point, whatever fucking year it is. I haven't researched it. I'm so nervous to watch that again. I have not seen that again since I was a child. And I'm. It may I be find. great and it may be horrible. We will find out, I guess. I, I watched I watched <laughs> I it. It's gonna be its, good. I watched it, it for its thirtieth anniversary in theaters. I, like they re released it in theaters. I got to watch it then. So okay. uh I'm 
I already have, like, I already know I've seen this movie a shit ton. So it's one of those, I grew up watching it a lot. So it used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. So I'm like, I am so nervous to watch it as I mean, I'm not gonna be scared now, obviously. (laughs) Like, Ooh, no, no, no. I'm not. I just don't remember ever being scared. So I, I'm, I don't I never, know what it was. I don't. Know. I never thought of it as a horror film. Like it's one of yeah. those things. And then the people are just Apparently like, I did. film." Yeah, people are <laughs> like, "It's it's a holiday horror film." Like since fucking when? Like yeah. I've never seen it, but it, it is. So guess what? Is it because of the gremlins? Yeah. Well, because there because is because they look like gremlins. Well, yeah. people people are getting attacked and like there's blood but and cute. stuff. And well, not the okay. gremlins. The Mogwai. Gizmo. Yeah. Gizmo, the Mogwai Gizmo. is. The Gremlins? Yeah. Oh my God. Spike. I mean, Spike was cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. cool. He's cool. He's got a leather jacket and a, and a moped. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Like, yeah, he's a cool guy. You know, if, yeah. it's, if Spike talks to me, right, I might let him let him bed me uh, after prom. Who knows? So. And on that note, yeah, yes. For, for Pot of the Dead, I'm Nicholas. I'm Stephanie. I'm Natasha. Come back and listen to us, or else. Ha, ha, ha.